Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the May issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, New Antibiotic Restrictions Just Around the Corner. To discuss this today, I'm joined by one of the co-authors, Jesse Fulton, who's Nebraska Extension Beef Educator and also the Director of Beef Quality Assurance. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me here, Aaron. Jesse, this is a topic we've talked about before, but it's coming right around the corner now. In June, we're going to be seeing restrictions on certain antibiotics that have been available for over-the-counter purchase, now requiring a veterinarian's prescription. Walk through with us what these changes will be and how producers can prepare themselves now to make sure when these restrictions come to fruition, they're ready for them. Yeah, Aaron. So what you're talking about is FDA guidance 263. So what that is, first, we have to go back over six, seven years ago to really tell where this came from. So the FDA had an initiative to combat antimicrobial resistance because of its threat on animal and human health. And so the goal to do that was by bringing medically important antibiotics under the guidance of a veterinarian who are experienced and trained specialists in animal medicine. They feel that through their supervision on the use of these products, this would ensure that producers were using their antibiotics on their operations judiciously. So to define what a medically important antibiotic is, essentially it's an antibiotic that we use in not only animal medicine, but also human medicine. And so that's why they were issuing things to this guidance, essentially, to bring it all under prescription to make sure there is veterinary oversight. Um, The first step of this started back in 2017 with the veterinary feed directive. Essentially, it took those medically important antibiotics that were provided to the animal via feed and water underneath veterinary prescription. Now they're finishing up what they started and they're taking those medically important antibiotics that are given no matter what method, so orally um, or injectable, and they're also going under veterinary prescription. So what they're trying to do with this judicious use and making sure producers are doing the right thing with their medically important antibiotics. Let's go, for example, let's say I'm the everyday producer and I witness one of my animals are sick. And so I want to grab what I think is the best meds for treatment. However, what if I grab something that is not the right treatment or something that won't work for the condition that I'm witnessing? Um, I could see a failure to treat or worse possibly be a contributor to antimicrobial resistance. So what if there's a better treatment that I could be using or something that's more effective? So with veterinary oversight, they can ensure that I'm using the the correct, most efficient treatment and doing this will be more effective in resolving the issue that I'm witnessing or reducing the need for extended or repeated antimicrobial therapy. Uh, This ensures better outcomes for the animal, for my time and the money that I'm putting into that animal. So how will this affect producers? For some, there will be significant impact. For others, there will be little impact. They might not even notice it depending on the relationship they have with their veterinarian. So first of all, you won't be able to find a lot of these products that you might purchase at feed stores. And we list products in our Beef Watch article. So essentially, we're looking at our oxytetracyclines, our penicillins, and a lot of our sulfa products. So you won't be able to purchase that from your feed store like you might have been able to do in the past, unless your feed store decides to operate more like a pharmacy. And what I mean by that is they have to be able to check and verify veterinary prescriptions and also how many refills you might still have available and be able to keep those records 
on hand as well. So some stores might want to do this. Some stores are just going to say, you know what, it's just easier for us to not carry that product anymore. Now, for some, if you already purchased your product from veterinarians, then you won't have much change. You will still be able to purchase all these products from your veterinarians. So essentially, you get your prescription there and you'll get be able to purchase that product there. You can also go online. So if, if you're a producer that doesn't mind to go online and do some online shopping, you can still purchase your prescription through there. You'll just have to have your veterinarian send your prescription to that company in order to purchase the product from there. So again, for producers that already have an established veterinary client-patient relationship, or what we refer to as a VCPR, then they'll have little impact. Now, if you're a producer that only sees your veterinarian once every year or once every three years, and you don't have a very good valid VCPR, you might have some struggles with getting a prescription written. And so that's one thing we really encourage our producers to do is reach out to their veterinarian, establish that VCPR, develop that herd health plan, and it will be a lot easier for them to get prescription for these products. Well, Jesse, as you mentioned, these changes have been coming. And I think for a lot of folks, they knew they were coming, but sometimes when things actually happen, that's a little bit inconvenient for a while. But you've already highlighted again, the importance of a veterinarian client patient relationship. And as we just see new products come to market, and also as we see maybe the efficacy of some products that we used in the past no longer be as effective, that veterinarian client patient relationship, as you mentioned earlier, really does help you be more effective as a producer. It does. It does. It really does. Um, you know, there are times where, you know, in my role uh, with BQA, I have a relationship with many veterinarians across the state of Nebraska. And there's oftentimes that we have discussions around this guidance that's coming out. You know, they, they some of them have voiced that they are concerned that it will require a little bit more time at their office um, with producers, but they also welcome this guidance with welcome arms in the fact that it's going to protect our technologies that we use, our antimicrobial technologies, and ensure that those technologies are viable for the future. You know, we never want the day where we have a disease that we commonly treat with a product and we use that product and it just doesn't work anymore because of the misuse of that product. And sometimes what I mean by misuse of that product is we see a disease and we treat it with the wrong antimicrobial technology. And when we do that, that's when we can have problems um, with failure to treat. And, and that's what we're trying to prevent with this guidance. Well, Jess, anything else on the topic you'd like to highlight today? You know, Aaron, the, the number one thing that I just want to mention to producers is, you know, I've seen a lot of producers talking about this. Some producers feel that it is going to be a severe inconvenience for them. Um, it may be, you know, some are worried that, well, I need to have that product on hand so I can treat that animal immediately. There's still some unknowns about the guidance and how that will look when it comes to prescription. From what we understand is that more than likely your veterinarian will be able to write a prescription to where you can have that product on hand when it comes time to calving. And maybe you see a certain disease that flares up during calving time. Um, and so you'll be able to have a bottle of that product on hand. So first things first, contact your veterinarian, develop that VCPR, work with them in developing a herd health plan. Let them know what are the common diseases you see on your operation. Set up treatment plans with them, and this will make it flawless when it comes time for you to get that product, get that prescription, and be able to treat your animals. Well, Jesse, thanks again for the article, for reminding us of what's coming and for your time today. 
Thanks, Aaron. Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. The title of the article we discussed today, New Antibiotic Restrictions Just Around the Corner.